Hi, folks. Welcome to the Church of Beloved Presence. I am Leslie Davidson, and I'm your High Priestess of Holy Shit. Today, I want to talk about uh, feelings of spiritual owing and transactional spirituality. So this is part of my decolonizing, my Christian mind colonization. Western society and Christianity equates prosperity with worthiness. Prosperity gospel, the Protestant work ethic, both of those have kind of melded together to uh, put the emphasis on your worth and value. Our worth and value is shown to be rewarded by God. If we are morally worthy, if we are favored by God, if we have done good works, if we are good people, the belief, the ideology is that God will reward us. Creator will reward us with abundant financial support and prosperity and opportunity and growth and good looks (laughs) and beauty and a hot body and a fast car. (laughs) So conversely, if we're not doing well, if we're struggling or poor or we're not making a lot of money or we're not moving forward in our career, the idea is that we are not worthy we are not doing right spiritually, that we are not doing what's necessary, that we are being lazy or morally corrupt, or we are being judged by creator as not good enough and so not rewarded. I mean, obviously that's really fucked up, but I mean, it's it's ubiquitous in Western Christian society to equate worth with success when they have nothing to do with one another. Traditionally, human spiritual communications had a lot of transactional elements to them. Communities and civilizations in antiquity, historically, anthropologically, human communities had transactional relationships with spirit, with creator, with God. Altars of all kinds all over the world hold the same kind of foundation. I will sacrifice this food, animal, important thing that I value, human being. I will sacrifice a habit or a, or a goal or something, a hobby or something that I like. I will sacrifice something in order to gain or appease creator, the gods, the spirits in order to get what I want. I think I think we've misunderstood reciprocity. I I don't I don't think that creation and, and spirit is transactional. I don't think it works like that. I feel very much like I owe someone or something when good things happen. There's almost a fear of success or a fear of having dreams realized because I'm afraid of what it's going to cost me. And it's come up in my class very recently that, like, I just lost one of my beloved cats. Gary died last week. And I was, (laughs) I know it's stupid, but I thought, oh my God, is this what happens? Because I chose my goal of, of embodying divine holiness and sharing it with the world. Like, is this what's happened? 
like this is how fully my mind has been colonized by Christianity is I thought did Gary die because I set that goal am I being punished or tested because I set a goal of embodying divine holiness on earth and sharing it with the world and I'm working through this like that's that's part of what this goal is right this is for me and Gary's dying had nothing to do with that but in my head they became the same and then I feared I feared like a Job thing like literally feared that whole like what's up with that Job parable like that's some shit that's some bullshit right there like you can't tell me that that's not some like hor- horrible parable about about what I don't know that you're gonna suffer because you love God or God is gonna gonna make you suffer to prove it and I I don't want to get into an argument like I don't want to get into a discussion about the biblical meaning of it because it doesn't matter what is important is Christianity has colonized western society to the point where I have to decolonize my own mind in order to embody uh, a goal of divine holiness and then pick apart my fears about being punished by a Christian god for my hubris like honestly suffering and and being like a piece of shit as a human is fundamental to christianity to consider yourself um, a divine creature a divine spirit on earth to consider yourself spirit on earth or to believe that you have the right or the place or the duty or the responsibility to speak about spiritual things in the world is to invite this kind of reflection. For me, anyway, my mind has been colonized by Christianity and Western society. I'm not even a Christian, and it's just like seeped in there like a rum cake, like absorbing the Christian rum into the dough. it's just there and I'm picking it apart. So another thing that um, to pick apart is the fact that our relationships with divinity, our relationship with divinity and our um, models of divinity are all developed in our childhood. Our parents are our first gods. They're our first god and goddess. And our families in our community are the first experience of the world. And everything we learn about Everything our parents teach us is how what we place onto God and everything our community and our families teach us is how we see the world. And I mean, it's fully, fully inadequate, of course, but that's just what happens. And then we go out into the world unaware that we've set up these beliefs about spirit and the world and we believe it's a particular way because of our experiences in childhood and then we go into the world and we either confirm or or deny we either confirm or pull into question what we've learned in our childhood and in my case there was a lot of transactional love and my parents did not have any idea that that their children were perceiving them as God. Like, my parents were not of a generation that went to therapy. Okay, it's not their fault. They just didn't go. Like, that wasn't even a consideration. Everyone just kind of dealt with what they had, and no one thought there was really any way around it. And, 
I don't know, I think basically in a lot of ways they just complained about it to their friends and to one another, but never saw themselves as being in a position to change anything. It was just, this is the way it is, which is fucking sad as hell, but here we are. So there was a, a bit of a transactional aspect to to love in my childhood, where love was was given freely and um, there was affection and there was praise, but there was also but there was also strings attached and expectations about uh, what love and and in particular gifts meant and expectations about what was given in return and what behaviors were expected in return. And it's not like they were ever said. It was never, it was all unspoken. They're unspoken expectations. And for, (laughs) I don't know how many times my mom would give me a gift of whatever it was, a vacuum cleaner or um, in particular, these are particular examples, a vacuum cleaner and a chest freezer, both of which I gave away um, or left behind at, at a house that I lived in. And she was just really upset about it. Very, very annoyed and upset. Well, she was just annoyed and upset, which showed me that gifts weren't given and let go. Gifts were given with expectations about how they would be used and what they were supposed to mean to me. Okay, no shade on my mom. She just does what she does. <laughs> and I do what I do. And we just go on that way. Yeah, so here I am now with fears about accepting and receiving gifts from the world, from creation. Fears about success. Because I'm afraid of what it's going to cost, what what expectations I'm expected to fulfill or what I need to sacrifice in order to to be given what I desire. And that's some fucked up shit, man. I don't have any solutions. I'm just telling you that's what's happening right now. I did a, a footstep exercise with ICU a couple weeks ago. Came up with three kind of major fears that are foundational actually to kind of where I'm going and what's happening in my life right now and I feel like they're like the final boss fears except they're not final because when do we ever stop learning right if I if I heal and integrate these there'll be something else to learn so that's both exhausting and exhilarating at the same time but there's three main fears the first is the fear that I will be attacked or punished for speaking my truth Uh, The second is um, that I'm not good enough. And the third is that I'm not deserving. And they're kind of nested into like a suck shit matryoshka doll. You know, those little nesting dolls, a sucky shitty matryoshka doll. So if I don't get attacked or punished for speaking my truth, then what I give to the world won't be good enough and I won't be good enough. And then if I'm good enough, then I won't actually deserve any success. I won't be deserving of success or, or anything that I desire. I don't have any solutions for that right now. I just see that that's what I'm working on. Though I did look up deserving. 
Um, if you know me, you know I love words and etymology. So I looked up deserving. And basically, to sum it up, deserving has to do with our willingness to be treated in the way that we treat others. That's what it means. Deserving is has to do with serving. So deserving is receiving what we give. And that's the base kind of sum up to it, which I think is really, really interesting. Am I willing to be treated the way I treat others? Paul, Paul said to me once, we get what we're willing to get from the universe, that we only receive what we're willing to receive. And if if I'm only re- willing to receive a little bit, then that's all that I will receive. The Course in Miracles says that we get what we give, that we get what we give away. I don't really know how that fits in, but <laughs> seems important. What I come up with is this, within this is that spirit in action is important and that what I am willing to give and how how I'm choosing or how I'm walking forward in this life and what I'm giving is the reminder to myself to see everyone in all situations in divine holiness. And man, it's a struggle. Like seriously, you know, (laughs) I mean, even sucky shit people are divine holiness and, and who hasn't been a sucky shit person in someone else's story? Like, like we've all, we've all been sucky shit people, right? Like we encounter them, we are them to other people. Like that's, I mean, that's just the way life works. But, but who we are is different from what we do and what we say. Okay, so who we are really at source is not necessarily what we're able to do day to day and how we're able to manage and how we're able to interact with people and what we're able to say and what we're able to do. Who we are is always deserving. Who we are is divine holiness. What comes out is the best that we can do at any given time, but mm, some days are better than others. And we're the guardians of one another's spiritual truth. I'm the guardian of seeing you and reminding you of your divine holiness. And you're my guardian. You're my guardian to remind me of my holiness, my divine holiness, when I'm being sucky shit. And I know it's a hard ask. Like, it's a hard ask when we're going through life and not, you know coming up against shitty people and sucky situations and stress and whatever. And I know it's a hard ask, but it's really like, it's really what's called for is the reminder that everyone we come into contact with is creator face to face, that they are deserving. They are deserving and they are divine holiness, even in the midst of their sucky shitness. That even in the midst of my sucky shitness, I am deserving to be reminded and remembered as divine holiness. And I ask you to do that for me. Please, please, when you encounter anyone, everyone, any being, in all situations, give yourself just a moment to remember that they too are divine holiness. 
They too are a beloved presence. Just a minute. I know it's rough. (laughs) I know it's a big ask. It is. I know. I get it. I understand. And be gentle with ourselves when we don't do it. Be gentle and understanding with ourselves when we fall on our face. (laughs) Because we will. (laughs) And seeing people as divine holiness and holding their reality, their beingness of deserving in oneness, in divine holiness, doesn't mean that we are, I was going to say bath mats, but that's not really it, is it? Doormats. (laughs) It's doormats. Well, bath mats, whatever. I mean, we're not, it's not spiritual to be a doormat for anyone. It's not spiritual. Like sometimes love says no. Sometimes love says, nah, nope, 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 nope. Love, love says you're allowed to be treated how you want to be treated. Spirituality doesn't mean accepting poor behavior or accepting your your boundaries being invaded or being lied to or whatever it is that that is unacceptable to you. You do what you need for your own self-care. And we still recognize that sucky, shitty people are also divine holiness. It's our choice of what we see. We can see only the surface mask that we're wearing, which is needy and doesn't know how to ask for love and doesn't even know that that we need love and is is unaware and ignorant of the truth of ourselves and one another and doesn't feel safe and doesn't feel loved or worthy or deserving. We can react to the mask Or we can choose to see the deeper truth of the divine holiness, of the beloved presence. Just a moment, just a moment is all it will take. Still tough though, I get it. I work in retail, I get it. (laughs) I work in retail at Christmas, I get it. This is what I mean, like if I'm afraid of being punished for speaking my truth or that I'm not good enough, or that I'm not deserving. My role is to look at myself and see how I'm judging myself in those ways. What areas of my life do I judge as not deserving? What ways do I reject myself as not good enough? What do I reject in my life as not good enough? How do I not, how do I punish myself for speaking my truth? How do I reject myself? How do I reject the truth in myself? These are all important questions for me to turn to myself because that's what these fears are. We're never afraid of what's outside of us. We're afraid of the story that we've made up and believe within ourselves, about ourselves and about the world. Creation is here for us. And it's definitely here putting my own issues and, and fears and anxieties in, up in my own face. So, and I don't think we can do this work alone. So I really would like your feedback. Please email me um, with any questions you have, or if you'd like to be in conversation with me about spiritual topics of inquiry, personal spiritual inquiry. That's great. I'd love to do that with you on the podcast or on video, whatever you'd like, whatever you're comfortable with. I have a survey up. I'm going to, I'm going to put the survey into the, the, the podcast notes. I'll put it on the website as well. It's been around social media also. 
but I have a survey that I'd like you to fill out if you could take a minute. And it's just about what kind of community you would like to see, what kind of spiritual, personal, personal spiritual inquiry community you'd feel comfortable participating in, if at all. I think community is really important. I don't think we do this alone. And I know what I'd like to do. I want to hear what you want. I want to hear what you'd like to do, what you're comfortable with. So consider filling that out. That'd be great. Check it out on the website, lesliedavidson.ca. It'll be in the podcast notes. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Love you. Bye. Mm-hmm.